It is indeed a night of glory and light and celebration and remembering what that night must have been all those years ago. But even as we think and try to remember what that night was like all those years ago, we still oftentimes are caught up in our own cares and worries and anxieties. So here's a little story for you about what it's like for worship leaders before these kinds of busy seasons of the year. And some of you may have um, heard me tell this story before. Um, I think I've shared it um, maybe in one or two other contexts. But it's this. So some years ago, um, I was serving another church, and I was responsible for the contemporary service. And so on Christmas Eve, something that we like to do would be um, to have the children build a nativity scene um, as the stories from Scripture were being read. So when it starts with the Romans passage and the Colossians passage about all of creation, well, we would have children come up and they would put the animals, okay? And then when we get to the story about Joseph, they'd go put Joseph in, right? Okay. Worked out really well. And I have, and I still have, a nativity scene with the removable baby Jesus, right? You need one of those. Okay? Really? Yeah. Um, So, it was about... um, I think it was the week after Thanksgiving, and I was, you know, beginning to think about the Christmas Eve service. And um, I pulled out my nativity set. And so all of the little ceramic figures were all there except the baby Jesus. And so I pulled everything out of that little box and um, all the bubble wrap and all that kind of stuff, and there was no baby Jesus. And so the kids in the service, they really like to put the baby Jesus in the manger. I mean, I tore my office upside down for three days trying to find that baby Jesus. Could not find that baby Jesus. And so I began to panic a little bit. And I'm like, what am I going to, what am I going to, where am I going to find a baby Jesus? So uh, Google it, baby Jesuses, right? <laughs> And I found, finally, uh, found one that was actually going to be a little bit too big. He was going to be a little too big for his manger. And it was like 30 bucks for this little thing, right? Anyway, and I ordered it, and I got a confirmation email. And it didn't come. And it didn't come. And it didn't come. My anxiety is building and building and building and building during this busiest of seasons. Not just church stuff, family stuff, all that kind of, you know. Got to plan the menus, got to do the shopping, all that kind of stuff. And I can't find my baby Jesus. And it's not coming in the mail. And so, about the 20th. I pull up that email, and there's a confirmation number, and I go to the website, and I plug in the confirmation number to find out about the order, and it says there's no record. I'm not lying. 
So on the 23rd, I'm panicking. And I go back to that box where all those little figures are stored. And I look down in the bottom. And there was the baby Jesus. I'm really not making this up. (laughs) And I was like, ah, now Christmas Eve can happen. As if me not being able to find that little baby Jesus was going to keep the baby Jesus from actually being born, right? I tell you this, not to talk about the miracle of the baby Jesus who showed up, but to talk about the God who showed up in the midst of my worry. Think for a moment about your cares, your anxieties, and think about a time when God showed up. So as I was reading this Luke 2 text for the, I don't know, gajillionth time? I mean, those of us that grew up with Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown Christmas, especially if we have it on DVD, we watch it at least three times during Advent, right? And so if you add Linus's monologue of that text, then you can just add gajillion to gajillion, Right? I'm reading the text and something struck me that I had not noticed before. And Fred Craddock, God rest his soul, commentator and preacher, confirmed this for me. It's quiet in the stable. Mary and Joseph are there. Mary's given birth. Things are quiet. All the hoo-ha is happening in the shepherd's field. The glory and the light and the astonishment of those angels who scared those shepherds to death. They must have. And the thing is, where is God in this picture? In the stable, in that babe, and it's quiet, and it's so easy to miss. If it weren't for the angels calling attention to it, lighting up the sky with their songs, we'd miss it. But in the midst, of what those shepherds may have had to worry about. They were the lowliest of the low. Those people that other people didn't want to have much to do because they hung out in the fields all the time with the sheep. And yet, the angels come to call their attention back to that place. And when they go, and they see, And then they go back. It transforms. Surely it has transformed their worries, their anxieties, their fears. And that's what happened when God shows up. And my friends, we don't always have an angel directing our attention. Right? 
But God does show up in the most unexpected ways. And if our hearts aren't turned, if our eyes and our ears, if our senses are not primed and tuned to look for God showing up, we'll miss it. And then we just get stuck in our anxieties, our fears, so much so that we can get into a cycle of hopelessness. And my friends, God in Christ has shown up for the world. And that is worth all of the gratitude we can muster. Glory to God in the highest. Amen.